Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. the show thanks for joining me for another episode sorry i couldn't get you guys an episode last week i do apologize i've been feeling under the weather um i still don't feel 100 percent, but we're gonna rock and roll so if i sound a little bit different that's why i'm just a little bit under the weather is all it happens you know every few years i get sick and this is one of those situations so we're here today talk about a lot of different things we're going to pack it all together and then we're going to unpack it but first we're going to talk about uh just a few outlines of where today's show is going to go so i'm going to break down some hot topics some very important uh things going on in our world then i'm going to send it over to joe He's going to break down the stock picks for this week, his weekly watch list that you all uh, are are loving and coming to know. And then we're going to finish out with sports. We're going to round out the day with sports on a high note. So, uh, and what a great weekend of sports. What a great weekend of sports. Everybody wants to tell you about the riots at the Capitol buildings. And by now you have heard plenty of the talking heads and talking points misinforming you and misleading you you support the president no matter who it is that's the burning question we have a democrat party that has said the election was stolen by russia since day one since day one of trump's presidency that has been the democrats stance that's been their prerogative and that's how they have tried to obstruct any legislation Although Trump still got much done, and we'll talk about that. We have half the country that never gave President Trump a chance. Never gave this president a chance. For three years, we have had the greatest economic success of any president in history. The last year of President Trump's term, I call it the COVID year, After three years of economic greatness, the last year was his worst year. And it may be the worst of any president in modern history. But after what I believe were three years that were the singly, each one, the best years for any president in modern history, President Trump fought off an impeachment during that time, nominated three Supreme Court justices that were all confirmed to the court, repealed the Linden Amendment 
help expand religious liberties, stood for law and order, and has every day of his presidency. President Trump donated his monthly salary to the Department of Veterans and each month was a different department and different organization that was in dire need of the funds. President Trump made sure historically black colleges and universities didn't have to come back with the change cup every year asking for funding that they already should have had. Should have been done long ago. Should have been done under Obama, but it wasn't. Should have been done under Bush, but it wasn't. They just wanted these people to come back every year so they could try to make a new deal instead of giving them the money that they deserve. President Trump gave these historic, historically black colleges and universities money for years to come without them having to come to visit the swamp of Washington, D.C. to ask for just that. President Trump's tax cuts, the tax cuts Joe Biden promises to repeal, will help the lives of millions this year when they go to file taxes. Even those who rally against him will benefit. President Trump made North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, sit down for the first time in history. And play nice. And play nice. That's right. President Trump ushered in a new era of peace for Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and all across the Middle East. Peace is on the mind of what used to be war-torn countries. So the rebuild is actually happening. The rebuild is going on. And it's a beautiful thing. Peace is the merit of society where war used to be the only option. As President Trump has kept us from entering any new wars during his four years as president, our enemies today fear us more than we fear them for the first time in a long time. President Trump fought with Republicans, Democrats, independents, the media, the courts, the talking heads, those that one day they like him and the next day they just want to forget him. He fought with all of them to be your president, to work as hard as possible, and to stand for something bigger than himself. You notice how the media says it's a 50-50 tie in the Senate. I always think that's funny. It's a 50-50 tie, and uh, Kamala Harris is the deciding the, the vote. Kamala Harris is the, she's going to decide uh, if it's a 50-50 standstill. Kamala Harris will then come in and automatically approve whatever the Democrats want. President Trump has completed all of this and much more and as the country grew stronger the storm brewed larger what the media is not telling you is two of those democrats that they're counting into that 50 number and that 50-50 tie in the senate 
Those are actually independents. So I have to question this. Why be independent if you are going to fall in line with the Democrats? How are you an independent if you support every legislation of the Democrat Party, but refute every legislation from the Republican Party? You're not much of an independent then, are you? It's food for thought. Something happened last week that is still ongoing in the province of Quebec, Canada. There is a lockdown in effect from the hours of 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. This lockdown has shuttered businesses, essential or not. The media won't tell you about this. They're, they're silent. There's a media blackout around Quebec. Prime Minister Trudeau, the booger picker. Uh, the kid you used to see at the lunch table with the snot rag. He either has a muzzle on or he is scared of talking about Quebec. It's one or the other. Imagine that. Imagine that. The Prime Minister of Canada scared to even mention Quebec. It's because uh, they don't like him too much in Quebec, you'll come to find out. Quebec and Canada's leadership together had since last March to get COVID-19 under control. They haven't. Now almost a year later, they are doing an even harsher lockdown than the original one. Oh yes, and it's moved into Toronto. And it's moved into the province of Ontario. This lockdown, moving through Canada, is not as strict in Ontario. But that can change. And the same difference applies. My Canadian brothers and sisters deserve better. They deserve a hell of a lot better than they are getting. See, I'm on the inside a little bit here. I have friends up there that I talk to frequently. I learned about this from them, actually. Not from the news. And then when I went to the news and seen that this is actually a thing, but the lack of coverage is appalling, scary, dangerous... Makes you think, or we're not only in the inf- an information war, we're struggling to get information. So is everybody scared of Quebec or something? Besides a few pieces of information, it's been a media blackout in Quebec. Parlor. Everybody wants to talk about parlor. I have a parlor. made a parlor. I was talking about parlor. And then they said that Amazon's kicking them off their web hosting client. Silenced by Amazon. Silenced by the neocons at Twitter. Silenced by the eggheads at Facebook. And they really have egg on their face. And all the rest of the crooks. I think people forgive Facebook is under massive lawsuits right now. Twitter still hasn't uh, turned a profit. They're not a profitable company, and they won't be. Some tycoon will gobble them up, maybe even Elon Musk. And uh, I hope he deletes the piece of garbage when he does. When he does buy Twitter, I hope he just instantly cancels that. Twitter is a sewer for socialists and communists to link up. So you don't remember the Black Lives Matter group and their posse and the Antifa uh, group and their posse. They linked up 
through Twitter, through Facebook. Okay, that's where it was happening at. This wasn't happening on Parler. And the big media companies have yet to show us uh, proof that it was on Parler. They keep insinuating that Parler is dangerous. But Parler is only dangerous because people on Parler don't think the way people on Twitter run the company. They don't think the same as those people. And it's very, it's very sad for our, our country. But it's, what's worse is we have consumer protection laws in this country. We have antitrust laws in this country. We have laws in this country that have to be followed. So Parler's suing, and they should. And I have no doubt that they will win. So as free speech is being slaughtered, as the people's rights are being infringed upon, as the founders are rolling over in their graves, there is yet hope. The hope is you. The hope is us. How do we deal with these next two years? Let me explain why I'm talking about in two years time. The people are going to be so pissed off at the Democrats that they will elect Charlie freaking Chaplin by that point. And I'm serious. And the other thing is too, you've seen the Republican Party slowly imploding on itself. Now, that is going to start to fizzle out because of the anger people have towards the Democrats. In two years' time, people will have healed from the wound of how the Republicans turned their back on President Trump. They will. And the typical Republican voter will get out in the midterms, and that will be normal. The Democrats are the only party that I've ever seen when top-down control, but still want to stoke the coals of hate, still want America to be divided, still can't accept the fact that Hillary Clinton lost, still can't get Russia collusion out of their heads when it was them all along who colluded with the Russians. I think it's hilarious to look back on the summer and see the goofs at CNN and the near dwells like Lester Holt. Oh, brother. Lester Holt. <laughs> oh, brother. Standing where the buildings are literally on fire. Saying the protests are mostly peaceful. Oh, these are mostly peaceful. Come on. <laughs> look at that little fire there. No, come on. It's mostly peaceful. That building burning. No, no, no. I mean, if you can't look at that, if you can't look at that picture, and see how crooked the news empire is and you are a joke yourself and you really are you are such a joke the democrats are laughing at you the news is laughing at you they suckered you democrat voters into voting for jimmy buffett biden like giving candy to a baby they made you think you were voting against trump but really you are sowing your own misfortune. There is no escape from the damage they will cause your family now. You better pray to God, and if you don't, may God have mercy on your souls.
And I want my message to be clear. Okay, I want my message to really be clear here with what I'm telling you. Because it's very important. What's important now is that we don't get soft. That we all remain tough on the exterior and interior. That our home is defended by God, guns, and our wealth. Money is the shield in your house. That will protect you in the rainiest days and in the blistering heat. We have to focus on what's under our roofs. And when the time comes to get these bastards out, we will vote each one of their candy asses out of office and back to the gutter they came from. Now Biden is saying he will do 2000 stimulus checks. He's only going to do $1,400 stimulus checks. So all you hillbillies in Georgia that voted for Warlock and Ossowich, you got burned. And I'm talking to you hillbillies. Now 2000 uh, for you might not be happening. You may get 1400 And I believe that number is going to shrink. You people really need to stop believing every little word the government tells you. Politicians, for the most part, and by and large, are a bunch of windbags. The Democrats don't care if you abort a, a baby and leave the fetus rolling down the street, but they sure hate Wall Street, boy. I think you people are so fooled. Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren has made a career after going after hedge funds, after going after Wall Street, after going after small investor. She used to be a Republican, but she switched sides. Okay. So Bernie Sanders is also a Wall Street hater. He's another wall banger. He wants to bang on the wall so loud. He wants uh, middle America to feel like it's Wall Street that's wiped them out. Um, I don't know where these people get this stuff from or who their writers are or where they're pulling these thoughts from or what book. All I know is that, okay, Karl Marx, Karl Marx wasn't talking about the stock market and the, these things that they're saying, okay, well, that's Marxism. Yes, I, I do see the point, but. And I, and I, I understand the classic liberal and even the blue dog Democrat. I understand where they're coming from. But these Bernie Sanders types and Elizabeth Warren types, these are the real, these are real progressives. And why that's dangerous is because the Democrat party is a mixed bag. You have classic liberals, old school liberals in there. And people think that Bernie Sanders is this old school liberal, but he's not. He's adapted and he's conformed to the progressive movement. See, the progressive, the idea of being progressive is a good one in that you want bigger and bolder ideas and better things for the country. The problem with this progressive uh, political movement, ideology, this political ideology, this cultism is dangerous because instead of being the independent mind that we need, you are watered down and you become a another talking head for a certain momentum, for a certain movement. Instead of just being 
the thoughtful and uh, neutral person we we want, the progressives have uh, dressed themselves up and have masqueraded around as as you're fr- a friend of the people, but really they're it, they're anything but a friend of the of the American people or to the world for that matter. And they're they're the progressives are downright anarchist uh without uh wanting ca- uh, without wanting some form of capitalism so they're anarchists without wanting some form of capitalism and then the other problem with the progressives is that they have a fixed mindset so this progressive movement this uh they want to say AOC and the in the gang or whatever their little group of fabulous five is whatever that is that they got going on so that is in a sense dangerous and that's going to be something that comes back to bite them uh in the long run because i do believe that the next time we vote that there's going to be more people that go vote because they weren't able to this time but also because of just the population too So the population is growing and what a mess the country is growing into. So it's very interesting to see the progressives uh, get up and cheer on uh, democracy when they couldn't do any of that for four years under President Trump. Uh, There was no talk of cheering on democracy. But I'll tell you one thing, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they will be unleashing on Wall Street down to the tiny investor very soon. They learned from Obama's miscalculations, his missteps, his mistakes. Anybody that is getting ahead right now, white, black, Latino mixed, it won't matter. They don't want you to be successful. They need you to be dependent on big government, big gov, big brother. They need that single mom of three kids or more kids to be coming back over and over for more government money. They don't think that you can figure it out for yourselves. Don't think for a moment they do. They want you to be dependent on the big banks that have let you down, foreign automotive, and more government cheese. Like Wells Fargo, whose employees and managers were caught ripping off funds from their customers. It was just a few years ago, you remember that? Yeah, those crooks. You didn't hear about that, did you? You don't remember that, do you? It's because you're either too high or too stupid to pay attention. Those nice little banks you all love and drool over. You think your money is all safe and tidy and nice and sound, earning less than a percent of interest on your savings. While the debt accumulates, it's really far from what you want. What we all want. The Democrats want you to be in debt up to your ears and they will stop at nothing until you are as miserable as humans as they are. 
So I have one more topic I'd like to share with you. Then we will cut to Joe and his stock picks for the week. Then we're going to finish out with sports. I got some things to talk about. I got some real, real things I want to address here. One more topic. So here we go. We have uh, Illinois House of uh, Representatives. These goons. Uh, it's, It's a complete clown show down there. Madigan's out as speaker, but he's still there to cast a vote because he just won't go away. And uh, no one, I don't know who likes this Madigan guy, but finally the powers to be have moved him aside when it looked like it would never happen. It finally did. So there's a new, uh, there's a new jester running the show down there. But what I can tell you is in the heat of the night, and I mean in, in no time, uh, this this new character and the rest of these uh, Democrats down there that have top-down control in Illinois. Uh, and I, I fear that our country, soon most of our country will look like uh, Illinois. And that's actually very sad because of the state and uh, just the state of things here are not maybe what people are being told. But I can tell you people from here will tell you the real they'll they'll tell you exactly how it is so in the heat of the night while we were all asleep it seems like that's when anything happens where either it's ballot dumping or or ballot harvesting or whatever you like seems like the heat of the night is where things really get going or maybe it's when the you know like when the bricks were dropped off for antifa and uh, black Lives matter and all these just pallets of bricks just into the right spot at the right time. Who's putting these bricks here? Well, someone put the fix in here in Illinois. And what's going on now is that uh, the police are going to be handicapped a bit. There's a new sweeping bill, a new legislation that's headed to Governor Pritzker's desk. Because uh, your state legislature's here. Your state, uh, state legislators here in Illinois believe that we don't need a cash bond anymore because, uh, I guess Washington, D.C., uh, they don't have a cash bond for, for their criminals. So I guess we don't need one here because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, so I guess because in Washington, D.C. is what I've heard, they don't have it. So we should be more like them. I guess that's the argument for not having a cash bond because that's all I've seen. So now that we've seen that they're not only idiots, but they make idiotic statements about the legislation they pass, you can have absolutely no faith in it. So they think that by not having a cash bond, it's going to reduce recidivism and people going back to jail. It's going to reduce crime somehow by not having a cash bond. But they don't understand about the retaliation factor. Now that people go to jail for something, they're going to be able to get right out. And now they're out until their court date where who knows if they'll be found guilty, but they can go right back out and commit crimes. And that is happening. That's going to Governor Pritzker's desk um, as we speak. And uh, they added in there so that enough anonymous tips, anonymous complaints on a cop can get them fired um, without ever knowing who these people are, or whether these are valid or not, or whether any of these are um based on any type of hard evidence or just circumstantial evidence. 
So there's something else handicapping the police. And then there's some other really sad stuff in here. Just this is just sad. And, and the another thing uh, they're trying to do is so the police body cameras, which I mean, I don't have a, an issue with that. I think the, the cops should be wearing body cameras. But now if all police departments and some obviously are are better equipped than others but if police departments don't have cops wearing body cameras in every department now they're going to be able to be uh, defunded and that's also part of this legislation so you can see you don't need the federal government to defund the police the states are already well ahead and uh, they're going to be moving quickly. Illinois is moving fast on this because they love to make it more difficult for anybody wearing a badge. They also love to uh, make it more difficult for people to get ahead. And instead of uh, criminals facing punishment, now they'll just be let right out. This was rushed. And even if you're not against it, you you only can look at this and say it's rushed very rushed bill and they did it in the heat of the night which should raise eyebrows and raise many concerns and an investigation from the attorney general's office uh, should be launched but it won't because it's democrat controlled and corrupted so that's exactly this the state of affairs here in illinois now you're seeing this state of affairs here about to be the state of the the union the the state of the whole union is going to look like that if people don't get tougher on their elected leaders and and encourage them to dismantle legislation like this, vote against legislation like this, all the way up to bringing it to the courts, and that that has to happen, and I believe it should happen with this. And it's one thing to complain about and cry about it, but the, the police unions and all the different police groups, they need to be challenging this and taking this to the courts. Um, and that's, that's exactly how I would approach it. So hopefully they have the right mind to do it and the resources to do it because as you see, they want to defund them like no other. So we're going to cut to Joe. Joe's got great, great tips for you this week. A great watch list here. And it's it's one for uh, kind of a shorter week, right? Because we have the federal holiday today. Happy MLK Day to everybody. And I hope you are enjoying your MLK Day. Uh, but we're going to cut to Joe and then I'll be right back. What is going on, everyone? I hope you're having a positive day. Joe Perry here, back with my weekly watch list. Woo! I have a quick disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only. All right. We have a squeeze week ahead of us. Squeeze week! Look, all these plays are squeezes, pretty much. So, first ticker symbol, G-M-E. GameStop? Yep. Running up bigly on hype, plus Christmas numbers coming in. Guess what? That squeeze isn't quite over. There's a super loyal following of GME and those fuckers will hold and buy up more until the fat lady sings. I'm not lying. Watch for another run up this week, but be aware of sell offs. They're going to happen. Ticker symbol AMC. 
after hours rolling at $2.40. I really didn't think I'd I would ever have this on my watch list ever again because I made the mistake of once and thought movie theaters would be on the comeback. Truth is, they still aren't, and this is purely a squeeze play. Small pop last week on certain days, I expect the same, a little bit more. I think this squeeze is going to be really epic. I think there might be a little more potential on this squeeze than GME. So, what do GME and AMC have in common? Well, they both have really big hills to climb, not much going for them, and this squeeze is temporary. Okay, I have a bonus ticket for you guys that I'm super bullish on, super long on, and that's Uber. I fuck with Uber the long way, go long on that shit. It's it's going to see all-time highs as time goes on for sure. Once they start acquiring companies and doing all that kind of stuff, big man moves, Uber's going to take off, I'm telling you. Okay, Preston, thank you for the time. You guys can find me on Parlor or Twitter, at ImmortalGain. I post recaps and the watch list on there. Let's get this bag this week. Uh, woo! time to get into some sports now it's time to really get down into the nitty-gritty from this past nfl weekend and then we're going to look ahead to this nfl weekend and i'll go ahead and give you my picks for uh, this upcoming week what a game what a game start with the best green bay packers versus the la rams jared goff you know i, I said it he I didn't think he was going to be 100%. He actually played... He was accurate, but he wasn't He wasn't great. Cam Akers did play well for the Rams. 18 attempts, 90 yards, and a touchdown. But see, here's the thing. When you look at these, these guys on the field together, the Packers just looked like they were in it more. They just looked more focused. Um, and, the, and they weren't having the trouble getting pressure on Goff either early on. And the defense for the Packers really showed up and really showed up in that fourth quarter. The Rams didn't score in the fourth quarter at all. It's the only quarter they didn't score was the fourth, the most important quarter. Uh, and, and for the most part, it was, it was a close game. But then at the end, uh, the Packers really just shut the Rams down and that was good to see so Rodgers was 23 for 36 296 yards and two touchdowns Aaron Jones almost ran for 100 yards on 14 attempts and a touchdown and Alan Lazard played big um, guys on the Packers guys in that Packers receiving group those guys were stepping up and that was really cool to see 
Uh, St. Brown had a, had a, had a catch for 27 yards. Avelda Scantling had four catches for 33 yards. Tanyan had four for 60. The ball was being spread around. Adams, of course, he had a touchdown. He had nine catches. He had, uh, for 66 yards. Uh, and him and, him and Lazard are two great, great options for Rodgers moving forward too. And show some love for the defense. Uh, Rashad Gary, a sack and a half. Kenny Clark, sack and a half. Uh, Zadarius Smith had a sack. Preston Smith had a lot of pressure. Ample times when we needed a, when we needed a play, he stepped up and made a play. Um, Barnes with the seven, leading tackler with seven. Sullivan with six. Uh, King with five. Amos with four. So you've seen our secondary making plays. That second level, that that second level deep in the secondary is just making so many plays right now for us. And the Rams' defense was just silent. Here's your million dollar guy, um, Aaron Donald. Here's your million dollar guy. He didn't even have one tackle. He assisted on a tackle. Here's your million dollar guy. Woo, Donald! Yeah, and they he did what he do. He didn't even get a tackle. He didn't get an interception. He didn't get a fumble recovery. He didn't force a fumble. I mean, come on. What do we? What is that? And then receiving wise, Cooper Cup didn't play, and that really is when I said, okay, I don't see a path to victory without Cooper Cup, and I don't know if a lot of people were overlooking that, but I talked about it in uh, my write up. I did on fancypreston.com. Tap NFL and it'll be the, the first one you can see. I do it. I talked about that. I said, look, ESPN.com's got him listed as questionable. I thought he would play because even on, you went to VSIN and he was good. VSIN.com. They have good, they have good trends and stuff you can look at. I like using them, but he wasn't on the injury report there. He was on ESPN though. So that was interesting to me. And then when the game started, he was, he wasn't playing. I was like, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised he didn't play. So he really must have been something, something was really bothering him for him not to play in the playoff game. That's all I can tell you because there's no way he could have thought his team would have had that in the bag. I don't believe that. But then you have, uh, Buffalo and Baltimore, which that was a hell of a game. Don't you think? I think that was a hell of a game. Um, defensively. And there were a lot of plays that were exciting. And people just look at the score and say, wow, that couldn't have been good. No, it was a good game. Uh, but Josh Allen is just a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And people don't want to admit it. They want to tell you all the stuff about Lamar Jackson. He's so fresh. He's so fly. Well, he was 14 for 24, 162 yards, and he threw a pick. So I don't know. I don't know what you think about that or what type of swagger you're looking for in a player, but Josh Allen, 23-37, 206 yards passing in a touchdown. No picks. They ran the ball for 25 yards with Singletary, and the other, Yeldon, he had four, he was good for four yards. And hell, Allen ran the ball seven times. Uh, receiving Stephon Diggs. That dude's a nightmare for defenders to cover. And he had a, he held in eight catches for 106 yards and a touchdown, and he was on fire. Uh, Brown, 
Knox, Singletary, McKenzie all got in the mix. He was just really Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And that's all it took to beat the Ravens. And I don't know if everybody's seen a different Ravens team than I was, but I was like, dude, no, not with this team. I was looking for points early on, but that was the only time you were going to get points on Buffalo. Once this game kicked off, I don't think the line ever moved from them being favorite. I don't think it ever moved. Once I, once I, at least when I went, I never, there was no points to be had on Buffalo. So pretty much said whatever with that. And I didn't feel like an over was going to happen because I just thought Buffalo's defense is better than people are talking about. And they're good at stopping the run, which is what Baltimore was going to have to do. And they tried with Gus Edwards, Dobbins, and Jackson. But really what Baltimore needed was Mark Ingram. They needed the physical runner. Dobbins is not the downhill runner he's the he's a he's always a speedster he likes to run on the outside up the middle you need a guy physical dude and mark ingram's your guy he's hurt so that's where they missed mark ingram and they missed mark ingram in this game they really needed him mark andrews uh they they kept him frustrated they kept him frustrated does bryant non-factor Absolute non-factor. Didn't do anything. Uh, Brown had four catches for 87 yards, but there was just nothing happening. And then they were missing field goals. You know, this guy, this kicker, Tucker, he's been there for a long time, and he's just whiff, whiff, and it's just like, whoa. Just drives dying out, because, and then they can't get a kick. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they're trying to run these little quarterback sneaks to one side, and it just wasn't fucking happening. It just wasn't fucking happening. And, and the offensive line was not getting any real good push. Uh, Buffalo's defense is good, and they're going to give Kansas City a run for their money, especially if Mahomes is not going to be able to go because he definitely looked messed up after that tackle. Um, And then what do you got? Uh, talk about Kansas City and Cleveland. 22 to 17, Kansas City beats Cleveland. Um, and Baker Mayfield did, there was, there were signs of brilliance in that game from Baker Mayfield. And then there was some things in that game where I was like, why even throw that? Just get rid of it. Nick Chubb was a bit of a letdown. Uh, Hunt, um, you know, Kareem Hunt, I, I like Kareem Hunt. He had the touchdown there. But, man, it took him a whole three quarters, four almost four quarters before he did anything. Higgins, I like Higgins. He was playing hard. But that, that touchdown that should have been a touchdown, but then the ball got knocked out and it becomes a touchback and that weird rule they got this year that they're running with. It seemed to be like this is a year for that rule to screw somebody over. And the Browns got screwed over by that little rule where if the ball comes out of your hands when it crosses the pylon and goes out of the end zone, then it's a touchback. That screwed the Browns. And that's what Higgins is going to be uh, remembered for there. 
because it looked good. It looked like uh, they they had the touchdown. Boom, it was going to be solid. And then that happened, and it was like, no freaking way. Hooper had a couple big-time catches. The one for 11 yards, was a, that was solid. Jarvis Landry took him a while to get going, but when he got going, he was he was good. He had the touchdown for them, that one that, that counted. Uh, Cody Parkey, he had the one field goal. And then the, he made both his extra points. So they didn't have a problem with kicking. They had a problem early on getting the run established and getting some offense going in that first quarter. But then once Patrick Mahomes was officially out, that was a, there was a time there where the Browns did have a chance and a good chance. But that soon faded away. And uh, Williams ran the ball well. Give him a lot of credit. But I think Chad Henney, even though he he just really didn't do much, he had the one first the one first time he ran for that first down towards the end of that game that sealed it. That was sweet. He was six for eight. He threw a pick, and I just don't think he look. He's not. I I don't you know I believe yeah he's 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 a quarterback so he's ready to play. He wasn't ready for that game. And for him to come in there and do that, uh, I think that was still not, you know, look, you won. There's a lot to learn from there. If, if Mahomes can't go this week, I think the Chiefs will still somehow find a way to win. Um, but I don't know. I think Buffalo's defense is going to be really good. That's all going to depend, depend on Mahomes if he plays or not. If he plays, I like him, but if, if, uh, Mahomes doesn't play. I don't know. I think Buffalo, Buffalo on points would be your best bet. But Tyreek Hill was great. Travis Kelsey was great. Both over 100 yards. Both had eight catches. Hardman had some good plays. I mean, that, that was their three guys they were counting on a lot. And then Williams in the run game. But they, they have something really good on that offense for Kansas City when they get going. That offensive line gets a good push, boy. Their defense uh, really came to play. Tyron Matthew had the interception, and that really boosted his ego. That's one guy that, man, boom, they just really boosted his ego. And Sorensen, Breland, Ward, all these guys are studs for the Chiefs in the secondary. So, I mean, you got to like the Chiefs moving forward. Then you look at Tampa Bay, New Orleans, you kind of see the letdown happen here for the Saints fans it's like we just beat this Buccaneers team two times why what's going on why can't we figure them out now well that is unfortunately what happens and uh, usually when you beat a team twice there's a really good chance they beat you that third time now for me it's hard it's hard to believe that if I was going to bet the money line I would have went with the Saints but I stayed away from that and I just propped it out because when I see a game too close to call, I just like to make, turn that into a player's game and just make that a, and just prop that one now. And that's what I did with Alvin Kamara. You know, I, and you could, you could double check what I'm telling you. I, you know, I called it out. I said, look, he's going to get over that 67 and a half rushing yards and he 85 rushing yards. And then I said, uh, what's his face receiving the ball? Uh, Scotty Miller. Look, he needed seven and a half yards 
and he seven and a half receiving yards for his prop to cash. And he caught it. He caught the freaking pass, a 29 yarder. And there was also a penalty on that play, but they, it was it was declined, so the play stood. So, yeah, that was a that was a sweat. But that I no doubt Kamara was gonna beast it. But he didn't get a touchdown, and that was sad. Jameis Winston came in and threw a deep ball, and that should tell you what you need to know about Drew Brees and being able to throw the deep ball. He just can't throw the deep ball anymore. I don't know if it's something wrong with his arm or his rotator cuff or whatever it is, but he can't throw the deep ball, and uh, they had to bring in Jameis Winston for that. So Tom Brady goes on to play Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go on to play Aaron Rodgers in the pack. And the Packers want some revenge now. And the Buccaneers are going to be short a day on rest. The Packers will have that day rest advantage. And then also Packers have home field advantage. And you're going up against Leonard Fournette, who has been a bit of a bust this year. Had a had a better game, though. Had a t- Caught a touchdown to almost... Almost dropped it, but caught a touchdown. And uh I don't know. I'm just not. I look at this Tampa Bay team and I see some missing pieces. And I see that first time they beat the Packers. Okay, that was that was good. They, but that was a lot of hype around that game. Now they're going to run it back. Now the Packers, have, there's more for the Packers to figure out about the Buccaneers than there is for the Buccaneers to figure out about the Packers. It's like, you beat them already. What else can you do? What are you going to change? So I don't see the Buccaneers changing much. But I see the Packers doing a lot of different things this time around. And also, you're talking about the Packers, which currently number one offense in the NFL. And uh, it's not like the Buccaneers are number two. Brady can be thrown off his game. Brady can be rattled. And... This is another week on the road for them. So I do like the Packers a lot this week. Not only because I'm biased, but and that's my team, but it's it's more of the fact that just the traveling catching up with Tampa Bay and their offense. I'm just not uh sold on this offense for Tampa Bay. Just not. The splitting of the carries, the just all of it. To, I'm just not sold on it is all. So now we're looking towards this week. And we're looking towards a great game between the Buccaneers and the Packers on Sunday at 2.05 p.m. Packers minus four on the spread right now. Probably going to snow. Going to be cold. Low freezing. I think you're going to see the Packers cover that minus four. I do. I think you see the Packers cover that. Then Buffalo, Kansas City. You're going to want points with Buffalo. Plus three. See if you could get more than that by up. By up, not down, but see if you can get more than that. Five at least. If you could get that, that's a good bet. But there's probably one more thing I want to talk to everybody about, and I'm going to sign off. So uh, to protect against 
coming inflation that is looming over us and it's coming whether you want to admit it or not inflation is coming it's going to uh, come very rapidly I think what's happening is that you need to get your money into smart places you need to start putting your money into smart assets so one way you could do that is uh, by investing in gold or silver and that's good those are good investments but one investment i like to talk about is one that i've done myself and that is it's not a sponsor or anything like that it's just uh cryptocurrency and one way you can do that is on coinbase.com and i'm going to have a link that you can click and go there and create an account sign up and you're going to get some free cryptocurrency a good bit worth too and what you can do is you could put as low as a dollar into a crypto and remember there's thousands of crypto so you could put as little as a dollar in there put as much as you want and your money will move with that crypto so if you use five dollars as, as an example you could buy fractions of bitcoin with five bucks as bitcoin goes up your five dollars grows and this is a move i've made with some of my money to protect against coming inflation so if you're interested in that the link will be below you click that find out about it yourself and again like i said it's not a affiliate or anything of the show it's just something i've done and something i'm trying to share with people to help uh them protect their money and also help them for the long term because I believe that's what we all need to be doing right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to do the show for you. We'll have another great show next week. And just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. Good night.